We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly about home care leads today, and I'm glad you all could be with us. Um, so we're going to go right into it. This is a big topic of conversation, whether you're new to the home care industry or you're old in the home care industry, big topic. So let's talk about it. First thing we want to talk about is who sells home care leads? Well, if you look on Google or if you've talked to other home care agencies, just making sure I didn't touch anything, you know that home care leads um, come from a lot of different places. A place for mom sells home care leads. Um, uh, Elder Care Link, careinhomes.com, caring.com, care.com, lots of different places. So, and I'm sure I haven't even named them all. Um, so usually when you buy a home care lead, and this might not include all of these services I just talked about, um, they are, there is a cost to those leads, of course, and there is a way that they want you to buy them, either in bulk or one at a time. Usually they want you to make a bulk purchase. Um, over the course of 30 days, they give you however many leads you've signed up for. Um, the average cost per lead can go anywhere from $30 to $250 per lead. It depends on how qualified they are. It depends on a whole bunch of stuff. So the cost of a lead for home care, um, you, you a lot of times you're going to be um, asked to decide whether you want exclusive leads or non-exclusive leads. If you want exclusive leads, my understanding is that what that's supposed to mean is that those leads only go to you. They don't go to a bunch of other people. Um, but if it's a non-exclusive lead, which would be cheaper, then it's going to go to many people. So, um, you know, five or six other agencies are also going to get that lead. So you have to be really fast on the draw if you're going to go with non-exclusive. You have to be fast on the draw anyway. Um, so the question is, are, is any of this worth it? Should I be buying leads? Um, and I'm going to talk about that kind of toward the end. So the other thing to understand about leads, this is um, back in, uh, say, five years ago, you, as long as you followed up the same day, you were doing pretty good. But right now, you have to follow up instantly. You have to be the first person to actually make a connection with that lead. So follow-up time is crucial. And the interesting thing that I found about this is that if somebody is filling out a lead form, they probably didn't just fill out that one lead form for that one company where you happen to buy the lead, but they probably filled out many lead forms. They're looking for resources. They're looking for help. They're looking for some kind of answer to their elder care issue. So they probably filled out a whole bunch of lead forms. I'm just making sure I'm still on. Um, and so the follow-up time, it has to be instant, um, whether they're exclusive or not. So the notification time for a, for a home care lead also is significant. So if you're generating leads in any regard, whether it's a service that you've paid or you're doing it on your own or someone's helping you do it for, through your own website, you need to get those those notifications instantly. So they need to come to you by text if you're out in the field a lot, or by email if you're one of those people who's constantly on your email and you know that's good enough. But nine times out of 10, it's better if the notification time is down to just seconds for that lead form to be sent to you, and if um, you are notified on your mobile device 
that that lead has come in. Um, because without that, that lead might sit in your email for three or four hours while you're out on a call and you can't get back to that person. Leads can come in via form, they can come in via phone, um, and usually when you purchase a lead, those are all form-based. Um, they can come in through phone, and as you know, and they can come in via texting if you have the right platform built onto your website. So there's all kind, or messaging, I should say. Um, there's all kinds of different ways to get those leads, but the notification time needs to be short, it needs to be instant, and the follow-up time on your end has to be right away. So my recommendation is that if you're going to buy leads, that you know this up front. And if you can't be that person who is being notified and following up instantly, that you assign someone to that. Now, if you're on your own and you're just starting out, you're going to have to be that person. But if you have an office staff or you have someone else who can help you, making sure that they are responsible for notifications and follow-up time uh, is super important. You'll never close a lead if you wait two days to follow up or you wait till tomorrow. You need to follow up right away. Now that doesn't include the middle of the night, but you know, during the day, that's something you have to do quick. Long-term commitment. Okay, I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm gonna buy leads because I really wanna get this business rolling. And I really wanna make sure that I'm you know, getting you know new clients in, and I know it's going to take a while for SEO and content, and I'm trying, I'm going out there, and I'm doing that direct referral marketing, but I want some clients right now. Or I've also heard, if I don't get some more clients right now, I'm going to have to shut my doors. I don't have any anywhere to send my caregivers. You know, I'm, I'm brand new at this, and I need clients right away. My feeling is this. I know that buying leads sounds like an instant solution. So does Google AdWords and so does Facebook ads. They all sound like instant solutions to the challenge of not having any clients or needing more clients right now. And I honestly gotta say that I don't think they are. I don't think this is a short-term solution. I think you're throwing money at a problem that's not gonna go away. And if you're not a great closer, and not all of us are. I don't consider myself a really great closer. I can talk all day if my microphone's turned on, um, but, I, but I'm not a great closer. I'm not a salesperson, like one-on-one -on -one salesperson. That's just not my gig. Um, there are other people who are great at that, but it's not me, and I can identify that. I, am, I will give you the facts, I'll give you the information, I'll tell you all about it, I'll tell you my opinion, my experience, but I'm not a closer, I don't think. I'm not, it's just not the way I would describe myself. So um, if you're not a great closer and you know that, you're not great about asking for the business, you're not, you haven't had sales training, then you might wanna think about not necessarily buying leads that are instant and that you have to close right now, and especially when you don't have a choice. It's between keeping your doors open and not keeping your doors open. Um, the other thing is the long-term commitment. So I am, an, I, I am of the opinion that leads, that when you buy them, this is not a fix for a failing business. And it's not a fix um, for, some, for a business that's struggling financially. What I think is that buying leads are a great supplement to a, a business that already has its head on straight that already has a suite of clients, um, um, maybe just a few, uh, but a business that's not 
inherently struggling and trying to decide whether it's going to shut its doors or not. Buying leads isn't going to make that change. There's probably something else very wrong um, that needs to be fixed. So my, my gut feeling on leads is that if you're going to buy them, you need to start out in a place of financial safety and a place where you have that money to spend and that this isn't your you know, throwing it all out there, seeing what sticks, and hopefully this will save my business. That's not a good place to be, and it's not a good reason to buy leads. You have to be patient with these people. So when I talk long-term commitment, my meaning behind that is this. Um, when you get your leads, you get all kinds of contact information from them. You get information about the person who needs care. You get their email addresses. Those people need to be followed up with over and over again many times. They're not in a crisis that they have to have solved this second. It might be six months before that lead really closes. It might be that they're searching, they know that their parent needs care, but they're not in a financial position to um, provide that care, or they're not in a position where their parent is ready mentally to have caregivers come in the home. But at some point, if they kind of are searching and they're filling out forms and they're looking for information, at some point they're going to pull that trigger. And if that's the case, you want to be the one that followed up with them last. Now, let's be honest. I've filled out these forms on all these websites before. And the, one of the reasons is because I wanted to be able to recommend a service and I wanted to see what would happen if I filled out a form. And what happens is I get calls from five local home care agencies within 15 minutes of me filling out that form, which is the way it's supposed to work. But if I weren't expecting that, that would be a little overwhelming for me. And also, um, I noticed that after two or three phone calls, uh, the, the calls stop. And I never get an email. Or if I do, I can't remember at this point. It wasn't anything memorable. And I'm not on anybody's newsletter list. I'm not on a follow-up that can go on forever and ever and ever. I'm followed up with for a short time, and then they move on to someone else. My opinion on that is that you should have an e-newsletter that allows you to follow up with that person for infinity. So if you have an automated newsletter that's going out, and most of our clients do, and if you have um, email addresses from people who have inquired about your services, then put them on the newsletter list. If they don't want to hear from you, if someone passes away, they can beep, unsubscribe. So my, uh, my, I guess my recommendation is that you follow up forever. Follow up and follow up and follow up with that person. Someday they're going to need that help that they originally sought answers for. And you might be the only person left that's still following up with them. So what you have to do is you have to look at this over time. It's also a numbers game. So for every person that you hear a no, eventually you're getting closer to that yes. How many leads do you have to go through before you hear that yes? And what is the value of that client? What is the financial value? How many hours a week and how long did it last? What is the financial value of that lead? Did it make it worthwhile to continue to buy leads for several more months? It might be. Um, so follow up instantly, 
make sure that you understand the time between the the amount of time that happens between the the form being filled out or the phone call being made and the notification of you and where you're being notified and um, if you can follow up instantly and if you can't make sure there's somebody else who can um, and then long-term commitment when you buy leads you have spent a lot of money for these leads so keep them on an email list keep a drip campaign going do something to keep keep yourself top of mind avoid follow-up failure follow-up failure is when you have all these business cards leads you have all these people you could be following up with but people start falling through the cracks because you're just moving on and moving on and you're churning and burning put everybody on a list send out a newsletter do it if it's the only way you can follow up I mean you can do maybe a personal follow-up at some point um, but if that's the only way you can get through to these folks over time put them on your newsletter list no matter how much you don't like newsletters that doesn't mean your clients hate newsletters it means that they are in the market for elder care and for you to catch them and remind them and put your brand in front of them once a month is super important just like buying a car you don't see the car ads and the ads in the newspaper and the online ads you don't see any of that you don't pay attention to it your brain tunes it out when it's not your issue if you're not looking for a car or you're not in the market for a car you're not going to see those ads but the minute you click on something or you start filling out forms or you start looking at websites online guess what everything you see is about a car ad and the guy who follows up the best and has the car that you want is the person that's probably going to win your business so the same rule applies with elder care if you're not in the market for elder care you're not going to pay attention to any of this but the minute I fill out that form it's telling the world hey you know what there's a challenge here there's some kind of problem I don't know if anybody out there can help me but I think that somebody in my life's going to need care it might be myself my spouse or an aging parent or relative something is happening in that person's life so don't hesitate to follow up and follow up and follow up and follow up so my opinion is this leads are okay they obviously are a big giant business so they must be working for somebody you need to be a great closer on the phone you need to have a super fast follow-up time and a super fast notification time those two things need to be quick and you need to make sure that you are in this for the long haul with those leads and you don't think that tomorrow you are going to have a new client it does happen but it doesn't happen often enough to save your business what I think is most important is that you have a long-term strategy for marketing online you should be generating your own leads and your own referrals and your own online presence can help tremendously with that so if you have an excellent website and you have a tracked and recorded phone line so you can track everything that comes in through your website um, if you have those two things the only thing people are going to do is fill out a form or make a call that's how they're going to get a hold of you they're not going to send you a telegram they're not going to send you a letter in the mail they might send you an email but 90% of the time they're going to pick up the phone and make a call and 10% of the time they're going to fill out a form especially if it's like after hours so you need to be able to track those forms and those phone calls 
And when you track those, then you'll know what your online marketing return on investment is. If you consistently publish good content that's search engine optimized for your local area and you share company news and you use Facebook as a community outreach tool and you use LinkedIn as your professional professional networking, then at that point, you will be starting to generate your own leads. They're exclusive to you. You have to follow up quick, just like you do with any other kind of lead. Um, but those leads are exclusive to you. They saw something, they heard something, or they watched something that really intrigued them. And they're on the hunt for a solution to their elder care problem. So make sure your website is up to par. You have lead forms on your website. You can track and record the phone calls that are coming in from your website. And um, there's, you know, you're able to understand where people are finding you. Was it Google? Was it Facebook? Um, was it a referral, but then they looked you up online? How is that working? So my opinion is that you should have your own lead system. You should build your own online empire. If you buy leads tomorrow and then you turn that off, it goes away. You've really done nothing to brand yourself. You've just talked to a few people who may or may not qualify for your care or want your care or need your care. If you build your own online empire, if you build your own brand and in your local area, you're everywhere because you're always reaching out to your community on Facebook. You're always reaching out to professionals. You always have great content. When you do that, that stays forever. That doesn't go away. Those articles stay. Um, those videos like this one, they stay. So you want to make sure you're building your own online empire as opposed to just buying leads or turning that Google AdWords on and then turning the Google AdWords off. Okay, so let's talk Google AdWords and Facebook ads for just a minute. I just covered this in a webinar or a Q1 Power Hour that we did. And by the way, while we're doing that, let's just take a look and see what's going on here because I'm paying not a bit of attention to anybody but me. Uh, da -da -da -da. All right, let's see here. I am just going to go to the live show and say hello. Yeah. Okay, do you have a newsletter company you suggest? Um, I do. I have a couple of them. Um, I am I am all about, uh-oh, did I turn it off? Oh, my gosh, I'm so paranoid about this microphone. Okay, um, I am a uh, partial to a certain kind of newsletter. So let's just, we'll rewind for one second and talk newsletters. Your newsletter should be um, mobile responsive. Everybody who reads it's gonna be on a mobile device. They're gonna be sitting on the toilet or they're gonna be watching TV at night or they're gonna be sitting in traffic, let's be honest, and they're looking at their phone and they're scrolling through their email and they see your newsletter and they're gonna skim it. So the newsletter itself needs to be super simple. I know everybody's interested in these beautiful, artsy, crazy, award-winning looking newsletters, but there's two things that happen with those kind of newsletters. Number one, they're not automated and they will never go out. You say you'll do it, but you won't do it. And number two, they're hard to read on a mobile phone, so nobody's gonna read them. Or they're gonna read the text version only. And that's a bummer. So need to be mobile responsive, and they need to be automated, which means that you put a blog post on your website and boop, it ends up in your newsletter. You put another blog post on your website, boop, article number two in your newsletter. 
We have this magic way of doing this. Um, we use two systems that we recommend. Constant contact is not one of them. Although I do like constant contact, they're a little more pricey than they need to be, but they do have a lot of bells and whistles. That's not the one we recommend. Don't, I like them, but I don't recommend them for this. Um, campaign Monitor would be number one, campaignmonitor.com, and MailChimp, MailChimp.com. Both of those have what you call RSS-fed uh, newsletters, meaning the blog post that you put on your website is part of an RSS feed, or it should be, um, and your newsletter system can look at your website and say, hmm, I see one, two, three, four new articles this month. I'm going to suck those in, turn them into little excerpts, and I'm going to send it out to all your contacts. That is an RSS-fed newsletter. It's a little bit of geek speak, but this means that your newsletter is automated. It goes out without fail, um, and it doesn't have to be amazing to have an impact. It just needs to be. It actually needs to happen. It's much more important that the newsletter goes out, even if it's a text-based newsletter, than to have this fancy, crazy one that you have to modify every month, and therefore everybody's busy, and it's the very last thing on your list. Newsletters are important. Automated, campaign monitor, MailChimp. Okay, next. Um, Google AdWords and Facebook ads. Let's talk about that. Oh, yes, I can, you can still hear me. Okay, Google AdWords, um, and, and this is, an, again, my opinion. Oh, look, my phone's going to Google AdWords. That's creepy. Um, here's my opinion on Google AdWords. And by the way, say hello on the Facebook. I can see your questions. I've got you. Um, don't do it. Uh, so... Google AdWords is great for plumbers and roofers and for salons and for people selling T-shirts or selling websites or selling home care leads. Um, but face, or, but Google AdWords is not necessarily great for home care. And there are several reasons why I say that. And my mic is still on. Um, <laughs> one number one, we have this challenge in home care where there are certain parts of the country where we don't need any more non-qualified or unqualified caregivers uh, looking for jobs. We don't need to hear from them. We need qualified caregivers. When you put an, a Google ad up, and for those of you who are techie and and know how to run Google AdWords, yes, I know you can put. 27, 37, 47 negative keywords in there to um, deter the folks who are looking for jobs. It doesn't work. You're still going to get job seekers in a lot of them. So if you're spending $1,000 a month on Google AdWords, which is the ads at the top of the page when you do a search on Google, it says ad, really little right by it. Um, a lot of that money, if you spend a thousand dollars a month, I'm going to say seven to eight hundred dollars of that is going to go to job seekers. The other two to three hundred dollars of, of that in that month will go to perhaps people who um, are looking for care. But of those people, um, a larger percent of them are going to qualify for Medicaid. And if you don't take Medicaid, as many of you don't in private duty. Um, then you know you're going to not be able to service that lead. So your 
churning through a lot of dough for only maybe a couple of leads a month that actually, one to two maybe, that actually um, qualify and that might turn into something. And if they don't, you just blew a thousand bucks that month. Um, if you go down to $300 a month, like $10 a day on Google AdWords, the odds are much worse. Um, so you, you have to kind of weigh how much can you afford to spend versus how good of a closure you are versus what kind of ad you're running. It's kind of complicated. Just slapping an ad up there uh, without any knowledge of Google AdWords is really not a great idea. Facebook ads. So we have the caregiver problem with the Google AdWords and the people who don't qualify. Um, so Facebook ads. Uh, next. Oh, let's see if we have any. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I don't have any questions. But if you do, please type them in. I can see you. Um, so for Facebook ads, there is a lot better result with Facebook ads. I'm not saying that you don't have to spend a lot of money, but I am saying that there are better results. And the reason is that you can target better. Google AdWords and Facebook ads do not work the same way at all. Um, but Facebook ads tend to eliminate the problem of caregivers constantly clicking on your ads. It's not to say they won't, but you're not targeting them. So uh, chances are they're not going to even see the ad. So you get a better result. So also I would say with Facebook ads, it's not about just slapping a picture up there and paying $10 a day and saying, hey, we provide home care in your area, give us a call. That's not going to work. Nobody's going to do that. You have to really reach out and really reach deep with Facebook ads. And you need to create a lead ad form. The only way you're going to know if somebody's qualified or at least a little bit qualified or at least know a little bit more about them is if you actually use a lead ad form. And they have to put in their name and they have to put in their phone number and they have to put in their email address. So if you want to do Facebook ads, I recommend, depending on the geography that you're in and the level of competition, you're looking at $600 to $1,000 a month in Facebook ad costs by itself, and you're looking at um, making lead ad forms and using video at, instead of a picture. So you want a really short, really happy 10 to 12 second video, and you want to make sure that that is what you're using as opposed to just a static image. So for Facebook ads, there is a better ratio, but again, sometimes those leads are gonna end up costing anywhere from 30 bucks a lead at the end of the day, all the way up to over $100 a lead, depending on where you're located. So it's still not cheap, but I think they fare far better than the leads from Google AdWords if you're looking for home care clients. Okay, I'm just gonna check one more time. I think everybody's good. All right. So thank you very much. We're going to keep these short and to the point. We'll be live again tomorrow, or maybe it'll be a recorded video tomorrow. Um, but then on Thursday, we'll be here with Melanie Stover. We're going to do what's called a B-Live, B-E-L-I-V-E. -E, and we're going to get on the screen together. We're going to share a screen. We're going to be live. We're going to be live. And we're going to talk about direct referral marketing. So join us. Yeah.